Yeah, so I've not really got a plan. I've just got ideas I want to share. I'm sure you will agree with me on most of these things. We can talk about the other films if you want as well, but only briefly. Um, is Brandon here? I'm here. Yeah. And Alan's here and Bianca's. Bianca, is Bianca here? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Oh, sorry. I mean... Right, so... I just want to start by saying, like... Throughout the whole, whole season, it's like head and heart thing, you know, with... Head was Roma. And the favourite was kind of my heart. And then, I, then when I saw it, I was like... Yeah, but nobody's saying the favourite can win best picture, and I don't think anybody really knows what's going to win. So sure. we'll, we'll just start with that. I and mean, I've got a list of reasons, and a lot of them are, are obvious. But why, why are people not? I'm talking about the experts here and the the people that <laughs> the people that do the Oscar sites and the people like us. Why is nobody saying? Well, what about the favourite? Because it's been, I think it's been the steadiest ship out of all the films. There's no controversy. Yeah. It's kind of, it's always been like sort of second, I would say, at its highest. But it's been nominated for everything. It's kind of always been there. Other films have got gone and come back and gained momentum and lost it. And this has stayed completely static. Why? Why are they not predicting it for best picture? Anybody. I mean, I guess I can go. I I don't know. I guess I can't obviously speak for everybody, but it seems to me like it's you know it's a very idiosyncratic movie, right? And Yorgos Lanthimos is kind of that kind of director. And so in in the old Oscars world, this would be kind of the movie where you would say, well, it's not for everybody, right? And so it's not going to get a huge chunk of the votes because it's just very. And niche audience, but it, when we live in a world now where Shape of Water won Best Picture last year, yeah. I mean, I don't think you can say the favorite is, you know, any more out there than a movie about uh, Fishman love story, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think uh, I think maybe some of that is overblown because, like you say, it's been pretty pretty steady throughout award season. But the Shape of Water was like like a really proper love story. It wasn't really people didn't think, oh, bloody fish. And a woman, that would have happened. <laughs> it was love story. It was like beautifully made, and I don't know why people didn't think that was going to win. You know, people still thought Three right. Billboards was going to win. Like, of course, it wasn't going to win. But but Shape of Water seemed like that film that everybody likes to some degree. It might not be the favourite film, but they, they don't like hate it and don't think the fish thing was weird. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like, that's sort of Roma this year, I think, is kind of that type of film where if you don't love it, but it's not your favourite, I think you still admire it. Mm. Um, Bianca, what do you think? Why Why is the favourite? Is there any other reasons why the favourite can't win or is not being predicted? I, I wonder whether it's because it's, um, it's quite a British film mm. uh, in the sense that it's only got Emma Stone, who is... You know, uh, American actress, um, and it's obviously a story set in Britain. It's about you know uh, the monarchy. It's it's also a historical piece. I mean, of course, you know historical pieces tend to do well in period dramas, but um, it's not traditional in that sense of you know of the costume drama. Uh, I 
perhaps maybe the the language is off-putting to some i mean it's uh it it's hilarious i mean i love yeah. i love it but i can understand why some could be offended by that and and that perhaps maybe it's not accessible in terms of you know it, it's not pc it's certainly not uh you know universal for everyone to watch uh whereas something such as Bohemian Rhapsody and, and Green Book, I dare say, is a lot more accessible, and uh, whereas I feel like The Favourite deals with quite uh, some heavy subjects, which, you know, it could be off-putting to some. And I don't want to obviously say sexism or anything, but the, the leads are all female, so I wonder if that has anything to play. To, against it at all, but yeah. the first ever, by the way, the first ever Best Picture winners. There was two, um, a kind of female centric. I know Sunrise. I don't know if you've seen Sunrise. I think you've seen it, Bianca. It's yeah, it's one Sun- of my favourite films. Like it's like quite like that story would hold up today. That that story and Wings as well would. And although Clara Boys kind of disappears, she's still like the heart. She bookends the film, and she's the and she's like. Puts on a uniform and she, off she goes. You know, so that stuff about the female central films. It started really with that. I know it was like a war film. It's tricky to know mm. these things. We can't account for every vote, but we're trying to say, well, that batch don't really like period pieces. This batch don't like the c word. You know, this batch. You know, it's not fair that Emma Stone's an American. Uh, you know, but. <coughs> Um, Brandon, do you have any extra thoughts? Mike, why it's like seen as negative or not able to win? I have some similar thoughts to what Bianca and Aaron were saying. This is a very outwardly queer film. Mm-hmm. Of course, Bohemian Rhapsody is about Freddie Mercury, but he's also a, a much uh, more beloved icon than, say, Queen Anne is in contemporary pop culture. And like Bianca said, this is a very female-centric movie. And it seems that in the past, if a movie is going to be queer, it seems to be much more easily accepted when the movie's about men. You can think about Moonlight, Kiss of the Spider Woman, and some other ones in recent Oscars history. So I think there might be a uh, anti-female bias, perhaps. I wouldn't call it sexism, like Bianca had said, but... I'm sure that's definitely a factor. And um, we had mentioned The Shape of Water and how that movie is sort of out there in comparison to other Best Picture winners. However, Guillermo del Toro is a much more household name than Lanthimos is. He's had, he has a strong following and has been in American pop culture for, and world pop culture for that matter for a couple decades now. So, um, those are just some thoughts I had initially why the favorite might not be at the top of people's list. Although it's at the top of mine, it's my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's the film I want to win, definitely. Um, I'm just going to make some quick comparisons to some old films. A couple of people mentioned, um, I know Joe's mentioned this before. Um, I've, I've heard from Joe, by the way, she's okay. Um, 
And I did say I'd shout out to her, so hello, Joe, if you were listening. I know hello, she, Joe. She would have loved to have been on this. She's a big the favourite fan. She would have loved to talk about Sandy Powell um, and, you know, Fiona Crombie's sex as well. Um, yeah, she said mentioned all about Eve, which this is very comparison. You can compare it to that. And I wonder if voters are kind of thinking in that vein when a couple of others I mentioned, Barry Lyndon, is an obvious one that kind of um alternate period you know and they love they lap that up they didn't give it the big prize but they got a few oscars including costume and sex and the probably the most the most accurate comparison is amadeus which is yes like yes. the classical music the period and also a little bit kind of mischievous take on a period piece but very like sort of one of my favorite films that won like eight Oscars, and it didn't win the BAFTA, believe it or not, for best film. So I don't know if that's—it's not history repeating itself. But Amadeus can win in a year when the eighties was was terrible for films. But 80, <laughs> 84 was actually a very competitive year. You know, you had the there's a David Lean, Lean film, um, Passage to Indy, pa- yeah, Killing yeah, Fields. Yeah. You know, you had th- those were those big films to beat. Amadeus beat him, you know, so and Milos Forman had already won an Oscar whether that meant anything back then like it does now, I don't know, but you know, I wonder if they're going to think along those lines, those voters that were around then, thinking oh, finally another picture like this you know, it's like I said, it's stood its ground this film, and what I will say quickly about the nominations, when it came, the nominations came in, everyone was complaining about Green Book got edited, Bohemian Rhapsody got edited, uh, Vice got edited, but but the favourite got into editing, and nobody seemed to mention how significant that is, you know, for a Best Picture winner. Nobody was predicting, like, the favourite, well, not not predicting it, but sort of as a challenger for that, for that category, and it got the most nominations, the director got in, all of the actresses got in, you know, and the editing, really important. So why is nobody mm. talking about that? I know you don't have to be an editing expert for this, but it's like, well, Green Book got editing, so that's going to win now. But but the favourite got editing. Why? I don't get why nobody, why people aren't bold enough to predict this. And I'm sure I'm going to predict now. You'll start seeing it. People start predicting the favourite to win in the next few days. I guarantee it. So next question really is: it can it win? Well, yeah, I, I definitely think it can win. I mean, you know, you were just mentioning the editing nomination. I mean, that's huge. You look at, you know, the history of, of Best Picture nominees over the last 25 years. I mean, that's definitely a big bellwether nomination. For me, the, the biggest reason I think it could win is, you know, the, the acting nominations. I mean, the acting body of the Academy is still the biggest, you know, group. And when you've got a film that has such strong support you know for its acting performances to me that seems like a leg up that you know it would have on some other movies um but going back to maybe a reason why some people aren't picking it and i'll give the caveat that this is not fair to the favorite at all to say this but i do Mm -hmm. wonder if some thought you know that it got so many nominations and it has a good shot at winning you know costume uh production design you know supporting actress maybe I wonder if some people are thinking, well, the Academy can give it, you know, one of those and split it and not give it Best Picture. 
So that's not fair to it to say, well, it got so many nominations that maybe it can can uh, split its votes. But I'm, I'm wondering if that's why not as many people are picking it at this point. Yeah, I think people, I think the biggest reason is, I think it's more fear than they're being bold because the Oscar predictions that people get paid to do this don't want to look, yeah. don't want to be wrong at this stage. It's okay now to be bold with four days to go. You can start thinking, oh, I'm going to pick something strange here because it, the votes are in, no, nothing can change now. So I wonder if there's anything in that, yeah. Um, I think it's more they're afraid to pick it than people believing it can't win, which is really... Uh, Brandon, what do you think? Is it, it, what, what makes you think it could win Best Picture? I think it does have a strong following. It seems that the, the following it has is perhaps smaller than the other films at this point. However, it's passionate. Like, like Roma has its fans, Green Book has its fans, Black Panther, and so on. But the people who love The Favorite seem to really love it, and unashamedly so. Uh, like, I would say, the group of us here. <laughs> yeah. um, we I'm not sure... The site, don't we? Right. <laughs> I'm not sure why people are... Um, discounting it so heavily. I don't know if it's because it's a period piece and people find that stuffy these days. I know back in the past that was very in vogue for the Oscars. It seemed like everything back in the day was a period piece of this nature. Um, I'm, I'm honestly not sure what the deal is with people. Maybe it's the female thing. Maybe it's the queer thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just not as flashy as some other um, nominees this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. But it's interesting. One thing I one thing I do love about this film is, is it it is a period piece, but it is you know such a different period piece than a lot of those you know that used to be so common in the mm. best picture race. I mean, it, it just totally takes that genre and is like, let's flip it on its head. I mean, it's not like any period piece I've seen before. That's for sure. So, and I love when movies do that. I feel like we had so many films that did that this year. One of my favorites was you know, Widows, which unfortunately didn't get the awards love that I thought it should have, but, you know, taking yeah. a heist movie and completely doing it differently. I love when movies do that. Right. I think that as well, um, that might be a reason why maybe people are put off by the favorite is that they're expecting it to be one thing and then they go in and it's just, just completely different. Uh, I feel... But then I think it's a film that's got a kind of word of mouth in in the sense um, that it you know it's it's the praise that you you've ha we've had for the favorite has been really really amazing like you know it I haven't read that many negative reviews and the ones that I have have been poorly written um, oh but the reviews seem constant and I think it's one of those films that is so wild and out there that you know you have to see it to believe it type of thing and I think that's you know has worked in its favor but at the same time it could jeopardize it as well you know but yeah. I, f I feel like it's not had any controversy which has obviously worked as well as well considering if you you know the green book and the bohemian rhapsody controversies that just seemed like more uh, 
just crazy. Like, why, why, get... what, what happened? What happened? I've not heard anything. Oh, <laughs> you've not heard anything? Oh, no. right. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, where do I begin? Is Brian, no. is Brian Singer okay? Uh, yeah, he's perfectly fine. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah, but the favourite has just remained, you know, just above them all, mm. really. Yeah. It's just managed to you know stay afloat whereas i kind of picture it they're all like swimming in in water and like some of them are drowning now and the favorites you know getting there still still floating so you know i think picture's the one and that's the thing as well they like the splits don't they so Mm. well and i think it's i think it's definitely i mean i i would say it's probably the front runner for costume design right and yeah production design i would think too both of those yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but it's got it's got a chance in quite a few categories. And again, I think that's why you've got to look at it as as a key player. But Bianca, I think your point about the you know not having uh, a lot of backlash is interesting because something that it, it seems like movies like this that are based on you know historical people in the past have dealt with is like you know if they don't if they don't have 100% historical accuracy, a lot of times people cause a fuss about that. And what's been so interesting to me is I haven't seen a whole lot of people say that about The Favorite, and it certainly takes its liberties with the actual story, right? I mean, yeah. as, as good art should do, right? A lot of times we think art is supposed to be, you know, spot on, to, and, and I, I don't think we should expect that from art. So I'm, I'm glad it does that, but I've, I've kind of been surprised that I haven't heard more people, you know, throw a fuss about it not being 100% historically accurate because it seems like movies like this in the past have dealt with that. So that, that's been, I think, good to see. But it, uh, but yeah, I don't know that it's gotten quite the credit for you know flying through award season under the radar in terms of scandal and all that. Um, it, it doesn't seem like it, that's caused people to pick it. Maybe like, uh, maybe like they should have. Yeah, because it's like people are picking talk about everything else and. Yeah, the f- first man's a good example. I know this is going to hurt you a bit, Aaron. I know you like that film, but that film just like plummeted. It didn't just sort right. of, it didn't just like phase out. It plummeted. But the favorite, which has not won a lot of things, that could have plummeted as well. But but it just hasn't. It's yeah. it's, it's not. I won't even say it's like holding on by its fingernails. I think it's still right there. But nobody's really still. I, I'll tell you, people are going to start picking it. And the historical accuracy thing is really is a really good point because the satire of the film I think kind of helps it get away with that a bit more. But if Braveheart can win, <laughs> I mean yeah. th- that that's a got point. a lot of criticism. <laughs> that got a lot of criticism f- yeah. for for that, but it still won, you know. And sorry, I wonder if people are hesitant to grab onto the favorite because it's not quite so clear what the point of the movie is. And what I mean by that is Green Book, controversy aside, is very much about racism in America. Black Klansmen, same thing, but in a completely different way. Roma is about working class people. Black Panther is a love letter to African culture. I think some people might not be able to get behind the favorite because it's not quite so clear. It doesn't have a one issue, perhaps, that it's tackling. And maybe people find that frivolous. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just kind of. That just that just kind of came to me listening to you guys talk about the controversies of the other films. Mm-hmm. I think it's a film that it 
you know, it treats its audience in an you know an intelligent manner, and allows us to come to our own conclusions. And I, I think that, like Brandon was saying, I think that might frustrate a few people because you want we're, we live in an age where we need answers to everything, uh, and then if we don't get them, we're, we're googling them. Um, and yeah, that I think the ending of the favor is you know, possibly one of the most surreal and, um, like, strangest experiences I've had in the cinema. But I I was left feeling, um, you know, uh, overwhelmed by it, but in, in a good way. But I, I can see how that would confuse people and they'll just be like, rabbits, what's going on? Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. And I was just going to say, I think it's a great point too, though, about the it maybe not having that one big theme that resonates with people. Because you look at some of the recent Best Picture winners and it's like, they are pretty clear you know, movies with a, I don't know if you want to say a message, but there's themes in them that are maybe a little easier to draw out than what is in the favorite. So that, there might be something to that. I wonder if uh, some voters just had a tougher time with it. Now, the favorite, I think, is a much more challenging film than the yeah. other movies in this lineup. You can sum up in one clear sentence what the message, quote-unquote, of the other films is. The favorite is much trickier in that regard, and I wonder if that's why some people can't seem to get behind it. Yeah, they, need, they kind of need to spoon-feed it a little bit, don't like I said about... And they need that the green book. You can see why they love that because, and and some, <laughs> but some voters, some people generally, not just Academy voters, people in the world, are suckers for that, and that's why they want to go to the movies. Whereas Lanthimos is perhaps, you know, uh, well, what's this? What's this? What's happening? Why is she? But I think there's a yeah, it's a really good point. I think that's probably one of its biggest negatives, in reality. Yeah, it doesn't have the feel good factor that I feel like a, a, a lot of people want nowadays you know you want we don't really necessarily like endings that end in a downbeat manner we kind of want everything resolved one thing I'd say is that the Shape of Water a couple of other films like 12 Years a Slave um, Bad Man Slumdog Fox, Fox Searchlight are really good at doing that kind of um, we've campaigned this film so well it's been campaigned so well that maybe why it's kept up of water partly um, those have won best picture those films have won with Fox Searchlight's sort of surge at the end and they've done that this year with the I don't know if you've seen the all in favour slogan which is kind of everywhere at the minute which is quite good because it makes you sort of think all in favour yep I'm voting for it you don't, you don't think you just all in favour raise your hand I wonder if people are just going to put it high for that as well, the campaign. Yeah. You know, because what's that, five, it's about five best picture winners in the last ten years for Fox Searchlight. It's quite, that's a brilliant record. I'm sorry to say, I know we're talking about the favourite here, but the one I would pick for best picture is Roma, and I know a lot of people are picking that. But one thing I wonder about Roma, though, and I, I, I've seen some people talking about this, but I, I wonder if it's not getting as much... Uh, thought as as it should with so many people picking it, you know, with it being a Netflix film, I do wonder if there's a lot of Academy voters just don't want to budge on that and just. I say, have heard, I have heard that. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like putting it, they're putting it at number eight, 
on the, yeah. because it's a preferential ballot, so you you're essentially ranking these films, and they're putting them away because they don't want a, essentially a TV based right. s- subscription service, f- you know, f- funded a film to win Best Picture. Uh, but that is happening, I'm sure it is. I don't yeah. know how many, how many of the eight thousand, you know. But. but you know, if that cuts into Roma's vote, it's like, okay, where does the vote go after that? And you've got a film that got just as many nominations, has a great chance at winning a lot of them. I mean, I, I would think you'd have to go to the favorite next, as you know, if if Roma's going to get knocked by being a Netflix film, yeah, I I don't see why the favorite uh, wouldn't be that next choice. And it's easy to say, like, but films like, I know we hate Bohemian Rhapsody, but that Vice and Green Book, I can see them getting a lot of eights as well, because, yeah, for, for different reasons, but for more obvious reasons, we don't really know the favourite, who's, is it going to get five, number fives, number ones, number two, number eight, I, it's going to be probably all over the place, but majority, I think will be up there somewhere, top five, but the others are going to be, I mean, Vice is going to be, going to get eight, number eights in there. But it's going to get number ones. But is Roma going to get those as well because of the black and white and the the foreign language thing? And it's going to win director, so let's give this. To... There's all that thinking, isn't there, as well? Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah, for said. for for all the you know discussion about well, you can split the vote with the favorite. You can certainly say that about Roma too. Yeah, because it's going to get director. So they might just say. Well, it got director, so let's give Best Picture something else. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And I should also say, if Bohemian Rhapsody wins Best Picture, you can all blame me for that, okay? Because, (laughs) here's why. For the last three years, my wife and I have had a a tradition where we save one movie that's the Best Picture nominee to watch the day of the Oscars. And the last three years, the movie we've watched the day of has won. And Bohemian Rhapsody is the one we haven't seen yet, so... If it wins, it's our fault. So sorry just, just don't watch it. Just don't watch it. Now. Or just don't watch it. You're sort of withholding the cares. <laughs> oh, God, that, that's bad. Should have said that. <laughs> I'm uh, not superstitious. I don't believe in that. Okay. I think we'll yeah. be okay. We're okay. Uh, so just quickly on that, on the, the other films then. That, tell me if you disagree with me, but I think the only other film, if we're thinking of a film that it's not going to get loads of eights. It's going to be favourable. It's going to get ones, twos, threes. Nobody dislikes it. The the other film that can sneak, if the favourite is not going to win, is going to be Black Klansman. Does anybody disagree with that? Because of the preferential ballot, how nobody's really going to put Spike at number eight. No, I think that they'd be very foolish to do that. And I, I just think the, the narrative of you know, Spike finally getting his nomination and this kind of being like, you know, a career culmination for him. Yeah, I, I can't see a lot of people putting that far down on their list, especially, you know, like if if you if you put Green Book, you know, over it, it's almost like a redo of Driving Miss Daisy over oh. Do the Right Thing, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. it's it's almost exactly the same. So, so yeah. So many things can go wrong. Like the screenplay... Th- as well, he didn't win the screenplay, did he, with the uh, the Writers Guild? So all of a sudden, it's like Spike might actually this might actually happen. Green Book might get all those votes from as every other film drops out, and Green Book's still getting these votes wins. Spike Lee gets nothing. 
this year it could be so and if Bohemian Rhapsody wins as well a few things it could be as just the award season's been so up and down but it's generally been a real buzz because it's been so different it could just end in the worst possible way you know if if Black Klansman takes editing I think that'll tell you a lot about what's going to happen I think it, it might that might be the best picture indicator, but yeah, because it would, probably would need to win something else. I think it's going to win the screenplay. I, don't, I think that you know that was a bit of a red herring the the, the writers guild, but yeah, I've been thinking if Spike Lee's going to get it anywhere, it's going to be in screenplay. I think you're right that Quaron seems to be a pretty good lock for director, mm. and they the Academy will be remiss to not give Spike something, considering this is his first time up after so many years. So I think the screenplay will probably be the, the consolation prize, if you will. Well, we've got to see some standard ovations, you know, like Glenn Close. If she wins, Spike Lee's going to get one. We, we need this, really, after this award season. We need to see these champions, you know. I hope he, I hope he wins for that. He's not going to get director on the pictures, a long shot. I th- you know, I've kind of got Roma still at number one, but People saying that Bohemian Rhapsody is going to win four as well. I, I just people, people. It's almost like they're just trolling. It's going to win editing. It's going to win both sounds, and it's going to win actor. I just can't imagine that happening. Yeah, I have a hard time with that. Just with and I, I, I get that you can definitely make the case, you know, that Brian Singer was off the project early, and it's not his movie. But with all that hanging over and with everything that's happened with the Me Too movement and all the change that's happening in Hollywood, I, it's just hard for me to imagine that it would get Best Picture. I guess it would have a better chance of editing, but then if it gets that, you know, maybe you, you think, uh, well, that's a, that's a sign that it has a chance of Best Picture. But I just, it's hard for me to believe that with all that hanging over it, especially when they can, if they want to award it, you know, Rami Malek, an actor, is... A well-deserved award, and you know that's one where you could split it. Um, yeah, so, so. But, uh, honestly, I I feel like um, I I think it's a lot of smoke, um, you know, and, and no fire type of situation. Um, you know, people want to it's clickbait and and all that. They just want to the controversy. So that's why you know the the there's even this talk about Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody and the fact that Bohemian Rhapsody made so much money I think is the only reason that anyone is paying any attention to it. It's made a lot, yeah, it's made a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard people also with the nominations, they're trying, I think they're trying to create mythical stats that the favourite could get zero from ten. They could win none. I mean, that would really, that would devastate me. Yeah, see, I, I can't see it going over ten. I, I feel okay. like it's I, I feel like it's a lock or costume at least, right? I mean, that's I mean, I there there's a lot. I mean, Black Panther would certainly uh, be a, a good win there, but I, I it, it seems like that category has a lot of precedent for going to period pieces like this, and uh, I, I feel like it's a lock there. And production design, I think it's got a great chance. I, I, I would pick it for those two, at least. And then, 
I mean, when you've got two actresses nominated in Best Supporting Actress, uh, really good chance there, too. Yeah, like Amadeus again with the two, they had two leads, one of them yeah. won, one of them won. Um, so just quickly, supporting actress, do we think Rachel Vice is now the favourite, or is... It's not I would vote for Rachel Vice if I were a voter. Rachel Vice is who would get my vote, but uh, Regina King is also a very beloved person in the uh, acting world. The Emmys love her. Uh, I think she's won like three Emmys in the past five years or something. So I wouldn't count her out, but... My vote would go to Rachel Dice. My my wild theory, I'm not sure if I'm going to predict it yet, is that um, Rachel Dice and Emma Stone, they won't split, but I think Emma Stone will take some of Rachel Dice's votes away. Um, Regina King, this is something, there's a group of people that didn't go for that performance on that film, and Amy Adams is definitely not winning, which leaves mm. Marina de Tavera from Roma. And it's, I know it sounds ridiculous, but she's right there. There's, she's got no real competition in like, anybody taking votes off her. She can't split with anyone. Yelitsa's definitely not winning. And if Roma has got this acting love, which it clearly has, because nobody predicted her, and it's going to go with Best Picture, Cinematography, mm-hmm. whatever else. I think Roma's good for one of the sounds, sound categories as well. I think with an acting, not, acting win... I'm just saying, it's going to be an early award as well. It's going to be one of the supporting awards are usually early in the show. Yeah, if, if she, if if that, if supporting actress goes to Marina de Tavira, I, I mean, I think that's a lock. Then you're going to have to say, okay, we know Roma's winning Best Picture now. I, I don't think she's going to win. Um, but yeah, if that would happen, then it just shows that there is a lot more acting love for Roma than was initially thought. But I, I think I would probably lean towards Regina King at this point. But uh, Rachel Weisz is just so incredible in the favorite. I, she's very deserving for it. But uh, I, I would probably maybe my I would want Rachel Weisz to win. But uh, I, I think I'd lean Re- Regina King just slightly at this point. Last thing I'll say on Marina then is, and I've just written a piece about her, so I'm a bit obsessed. But she will also she will also get Yelitsa's votes because no, she's not winning the Best Actress. It's between. Two. It was between three. It's between two now. Probably just Glenn Close. We're not going to bother voting, but we feel strong enough that we will put we will vote for Marina in support because we we love Roma more than we love If Beale Street more than we love the favourite. Mm. Do you know there's that mentality as well? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to reel off some quick things on the favourite. I know we've not really touched on it yet, <laughs> but. <clears throat> There's some interesting stories about this film. You know, the 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 female writer Deborah Davis. She's she's got quite a like brilliant story. I don't know if you know much about her, but she's more of a historian. Um, going back 20 years, where she's thought, you know, I want to write a film about this kind of women and this balance of power sort of thing. She wanted to write a script, and she she learned how to write screenplays, and she used her sort of some of the some of the interest there that that is the history, but also that the the women in history. You know that was like twenty years ago, and it's taken this long. You know I've not been just banging on doors for twenty years, but there's a real good story to that. I think that puts her in good stead. Uh, I'm sure you can read articles on it somewhere, and I'm sure the the voters are aware of that, and they love that stuff. They love that underdog. Learn yeah. how, learn how to write a screenplay. 
and th- th- this is and this is the best screenplay of the year. I mean, it, it just, the, the the lines are just. It's like it's like watching like a sketch show almost. The lines, one after the other, so funny. So there's that. Um, Lanthimos most people find him weird, but this is his most accessible film. You right. Know? So Dog, Dogtooth was nominated for best foreign film. So they're not they're not that afraid of of the weird. The Lobster was the screenplay. Uh, nomination and probably nearly won. You know, it was it was like, well, they're accepting him. He got the director nomination, um, and he's proving though the international. You mentioned the 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 new voters, you know, the women, the youngsters, the the international, which obviously Pavlikovsky gets in for director. That tells you a lot about their international, not just the people voting, but the, the outlook. The, these two directors, Antimos and Pavlikovsky, have both. Made films outside the native land, gone to the UK. Made films in the UK, and they've kept their sort of integrity. The way they make films. I don't know if you've seen any of Pavlikovsky's English films. Um, Last Resort and My Summer of Love. And then he goes back to Poland and makes these two masterpieces. Lanthimos makes you know these films with Colin Colin Farrell, Rachel Weisz. You know, proving. That they can make films outside of the the native land, which is really important. They're embracing them, and they're seeing that these people can make English language films as well. Lanthimos, especially if you've seen Dogtooth or um, last two films he made, Killing the Sacred Deer Lobster, exactly the same sort of style. And this, which he didn't even write, he must have seen the script and gone, oh, "I don't have to write anything. I'm definitely making this because this is right up my street." You know, you you mentioned the screenplay. Do we feel like it's winning original screenplay? I think I think so. It's definitely I, one of the more memorable screenplays in recent memory. That's for sure. Yeah, it, I it sticks with you. Screenplay. I think the favorite is some of the most complex characters in this lineup. And the dialogue, like Robin mentioned, is top notch. It's like some of the best theater on film. I also. Th- find it interesting that there's not a clear, maybe you guys will disagree, but I don't think there's a clear hero or villain in this movie. I don't know, it just seems like the most original screenplay. Yeah. It just seems completely like, even though it's based on, on apparent true events and everything, and it just does, it seems so st- stranger than fiction. Yeah. You know, it, it, it just... It has to. It's so crazy that it has to be true type of story, kind of like with Black Klansman. You know, it it it's extraordinary, and I, I think as well. In it, it's got a lot of quotable lines to it, and and the dialogue, the the way it, the characters interact with each other, and the fact that there's you know three very strong female leads, um, which. I think will help it really because it has kind of been a bit of a, a male-dominated um, best picture lineup, really. If you look at previous winners, the, sometimes they go with best picture, but recently they've kind of the voters kind of like almost appreciate screenplays more now. You know the fact that the lobster even got nominated, but you know Django Unchained. Um, what else we got? Birdman. Um, get out you know they go for these 
they go for these definitely defines original these sort of dark funny satirical but these original films that don't just follow you know everything else which I think Green Book would be kind of well, I think it's a terrible screenplay anyway but but I think they're, <laughs> they're actually voting for what is a what is good writing you know especially in the original category because it's not based on anything it's just it's brand new blank slate you know the one thing I'm not really sure how to parse is, you know, Bianca, you were talking about, like, if it wins for its screenplay, you know, is it, does that mean it has a better shot at best picture? That's the thing I always have a tough time parsing is, is that, does that make it, its best picture chances better? Or if it wins screenplay, wins. is that them just saying, oh, we, we rewarded that, now let's give best picture to something else. That, I'm not quite sure how that would shake out. Yeah, because those films I mentioned obviously did, well, Batman did, but yeah, the it's almost like a consolation. Yeah. Oh, like we we're gonna give it because its writing was good. So, but we Green Book is a safer pick or or whatever, you know. Yeah. I can see both sides of that, but that's why I, I like did. to talk about. I'm gonna write about it, but I thought if I write about it, it's just one-sided. But to get these perspectives, I'm almost talking myself out of the favourite winning best picture because it might win four other things, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. Another good thing about the favorite is it's just come out on digital, so it's kind of right. It's been revamped, and as I said, Fox Searchlight's campaign is so savvy. The the don't shove it down your throat like the Netflix and the Amazon have kind of done, but they're very savvy. They know what they're doing, and I know the votes have closed now, but the, the past sort of week or so, there's been a real buzz with the favorite and, it, and what how it's been presented and those gifts as well you know those gifts i know it's just we use them on twitter and we we use it to express we don't want to use words but that's you know part of the marketing those all those gifts for the favorite they'll be everywhere oh yeah and all this stuff stays in your head the, the fact that these three actresses were fighting over who's lead who's support it's kept the favorite in conversation you know and like Bianca said, nobody really dislikes this film. Nobody's, it's not really got, apart from the historical thing, it's got no real backlash against it. If you have any other ideas or anything you want to like, oh, I need to talk about it. I'm happy to do these little, these little recordings and edit them and get them out because it's good for the site, but also it's, sure. it's kind of good yeah, it's to get it off your chest. Like, I, I don't know how I feel now, to be fair. I feel like standing on a rabbit, to be honest. <laughs> no! No! no. Thank you.